for those who know me, I don't like protein shaker balls. I always lose the shaker part. Not to mention the protein shake always comes out lumpy. Having a bulky blender takes up too much room and has too many attachments. Therefore, it sits and takes lots of space in my cabinet. But the BlendJet 2 portable blender is easy and convenient to use. You can make quality smoothies like at a bar at home. BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is a whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. BlendJet 2 lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Plus, best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend a bit of water with some soap and you're good. BlendJet 2 comes in 30 different colors to choose from. My personal favorite is Walnut, which matches my home decor. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the portable BlendJet 2. Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use my code ITTechTalk12 to get 12% off your order as well as two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Hello and welcome to IT Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joel Ward, and with me is Jake. Jake is the co-founder of Midday Squares. He is also the rainmaker of the company and the resident social personality. Jake, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm feeling fired up. It's Monday morning, or at least where I am. <laughs> yes, I it's Monday here. I actually, my uh, screen with my time zones is off today for some reason. I have to get that fixed. But uh, wherever you're, I'm sure you're calling from the Both. the Western East. Shore. Yeah. The East. So East. Oh, you're Mon- calling from the East. Oh, we're on, we're on the same time zone then because uh, I'm on the East Coast as well. I love it. No, the reason why I said Monday is because you never know when the episode actually goes up, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's why. But yeah, no, I'm feeling fired up. I'm energized. Um, you know, I, I'm trying this new sleep schedule thing because okay. I'm trying to bo- like biohack my body to like improve its performance on focus. Yeah. I think I think I've sta- stockpiled fatigue over the last three and a half years. And I think I need to just like restructure that. So I'm kind of energized by this newfound um newfound ideas of of, of helping my sleep schedule. Cause I, I sleep well. It's just I sleep four hours a night. Um yeah, so yeah, yeah. Up, up to that to like maybe six or seven hours i get about about six hours at best some nights and so i i got you that that sounds like it's like it's working though yeah yeah well i i feel energized i i hopefully look energized you and, you look uh, you look more energized than some of the guests because they after like different time zones and stuff like some people are like just like groggy like getting up but uh hey so you know i'm interested in this this sleep cycle, but I'm also interested in the healthy choices that your company is making with midday squares. Like you're talking about, like you're changing your sleep cycle to, you know, help your health, but midday squares is also trying to help produce good health, right? Like it's, it's a good chocolate bar for good health. Yeah, dude. So, uh, we, we started midday squares, my sister, my brother-in-law and I, uh, August, 2018, we launched the company and the idea was we created the first functional chocolate bar. So imagine taking a dark chocolate bar, something delicious in terms yeah. of indulgence, and then pairing that with protein fibers and clean ingredients. So what it does, is it's your midday snack at 2 p.m. when you want something that's you know, sweet, you want something that's an indulgence, but you also get the function of being full, kept full and natural energy. Mm-hmm. So because it's such clean ingredients, it actually digests well in your system. So you don't feel like you know, nauseous, groggy after it, you actually get your, your boosts of energy and it sustains. So we built this product and I like to say that we're trying to build a new version 
of a chocolate conglomerate. And the only reason why I call it a chocolate conglomerate is like, think what Hershey's or Mars mm-hmm. would look like if they started today. So they wouldn't be creating the products that they have now. They'd have changed their product offering and they would have a different way of communicating their brand. For us, we build our brand through the lens of building fans rather than customers. And then we create innovative chocolate snack products. So you have both fronts, product market fit, and really good storytelling combined. And that's what's allowing us to have this growth that we're currently on. You know, I've been I've been doing a lot of research on you guys ever since I, I stumbled across you on LinkedIn. And, and you know, just watching, you know, just the hands-on, how hands-on you are with the process of making these. It's like you're in the factory. You're in, you know, you, you guys are very hands-on, you and your brother and your sister-in-law, or your brother-in-law, sorry, I'm confused. Um, but you know, you guys are very hand on and watching the process. Like I just been like watching you guys post videos and, and, and your updates and stuff. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, this, like one of the reasons why I had to get you on the show was, you know, I have a lot of people I've interviewed, but you know, I like the health process. Like, you know, like we were just talking like uh, a few weeks ago with someone who was talking about the, uh, vape industry and especially with like weed and like how, like how it can be made healthier. And you know, when you look at it, Chocolate isn't that healthy for you. So, and you know, especially when you eat in the, in the middle of the day, you eat a whole bar of chocolate, you feel crappy at the end of it. You know, and I was, th- I was reading up you guys and it's like, it, you think about it, you eat something like this, you get the health benefits and you get to eat something sweet. And, and, and that's, that's great. Like, why hasn't like anybody else saw this? Why, why does it take innovators like you guys, like now in today's like 2022, about to be 2023 to come up with an idea like this? Yeah, so I think it's the idea of of how the food industry is being built from a manufacturing standpoint. So if you look at it, our product's an innovation. It's a double mm-hmm. stack layer. So it's a brownie bottom with a chocolate hard top. Oh, you're making me hungry right now. <laughs> yeah, when you bite into it, it's like that crack to like that soft pillow bottom. So it's two texture layer, which already is very complex to make on the current machinery that are typically made for typical bar manufacturers. Yeah. And the way the food industry works is 90% of the companies or 85% of the companies outsource their manufacturing. So most food brands or beverage brands, they are literally just marketing engines and sales engines. And then they have a third party manufacturer that they contract to do their stuff. The reason that happens is because it's very expensive to build factories that create manufacturing processes for food. So when we went to 26 co-manufacturers at the beginning to to actually contract out our manufacturing, each one told us they were unable to make this product because their machines couldn't do it. We would have to buy custom machinery for them and then they would run the factory for us. Mm. And we're just like, no, we're going to do it ourselves at that point. We're going to invest, figure it out. And we ended up building this factory that we're in currently today in Montreal, Canada. And it took three and a half years to build and it could support up to 70 million of output per year in terms of chocolate. Okay. Um, yeah, which is really cool. But the idea is it's very complex to build an innovation within food unless you're going to go build out the vertical integration for it in terms of manufacturing process. And that's really CapEx. And no investors, not a lot of investors see the value of investing that at the beginning of a company. So a lot of the venture funds don't pump their money into that. So then you have this lack of capital for that specific reason. And then the larger corps, they don't want to go create new and new processes. They they think it's easier just to take a Reese's, for example, and then just put organic on it. And that is their innovation. Yeah. But for us, every product that we launch, every flavor is not a, just a flavor swap. It's actually a different texture. There's okay. different attributes. So we focus on creating that in innovation, but it takes time. You can't just bang it out in a month. It takes a year to develop the innovation each time. It takes time and people don't want to wait, right? So yeah. I think that's the reason why you're not seeing so much innovation within that chocolate space because 
all the manufacturing process is the typical enrobed chocolate, one millimeter thin, instead of this new version of weight making chocolate, because it's expensive. Um, the second thing is, is again, it's hard to win in terms of building a brand in the food space because there's limited space in a grocery store. And in grocery stores, you have about 30 to 40,000 products and 80% of the grocery store is dominated by 15 brands. So they have the capital to keep their brands on the shelf. They could spend money for the real estate in the store. So smaller brands have a very hard time getting the distribution and the infrastructure for distribution. So this is what the food industry is happening is that you have, might have local brand successes yeah. that kill it in their area. But to get multinational, the infrastructure is very hard, both on the brand side and the, both on the brand distribution side and on the manufacturing and operation side. So I think that we're seeing the success and we're not there yet totally, but we're seeing it because... We own our manufacturing. We mm -hmm. took the time to take out the money, put the time, the effort, the years of work into building that. And the second thing is, is we're building a brand which is use, utilizing social media to, to basically entice the retailers to be like, hey, I, I need this brand on my shelf because it drives consumers to the store. So yep. they're making the room for us that we don't necessarily have to pay for the real estate. That way we're in. So we're kind of going around the loops um, by doing that. And that's why we're at least seeing this early success. So I had two major questions and you, you can answer them, you know, how do you see fit? You could answer one or the other first. Um, you said it's 2018. Have you seen a substantial growth in the company you were just talking about, you know, being able to get in the stores finally? Uh, since 2018, have you seen a substantial growth in the company? And the second question is, and, uh, you know, talking in terms of your own manufacturing, which, you know, you use the term in your bio, modern day Willy Wonka, you know, you know, your, your manufacturing is, is in your own in your own factory you're doing your own things with that being said you know have you seen with the with in 2018 you've seen growth you know I, i'd like to answer that but i also like to see since you've been doing the own manufacturing have you seen the quality control a lot better since you handle your own manufacturing so for sure the growth has come we've seen rapid growth because of social media and product market fit so again Social media, we've guided storytelling and it has mm -hmm. gone organically viral because we create great stories. Basically, we document the journey of how we're building this business. We show the consumer everything from except for the trade secrets and how we make the product. Yeah, yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. So consumers are like, hey, I'm a fan of this company. I know them. So when I go to the grocery store, I want to support them. Right. So we're winning that way. The second reason why we're winning is because when you have the product and the product actually is product market fit, it reinforces not only you being you know, interested in the brand side, but it's like, yeah. oh, I actually eat this product and like it. It does what it says. So then it reinforces, then your mind explodes because you've lost so much trust in the current market of the way that food companies just market themselves. And then you try it, it's like not a great product that it kind of explodes in your mind. And you're like, oh, I'm going to have this product all the time. And that's why we're getting the repeat purchases. So we've seen tremendous growth over the last four years due to those two driving forces. So Great storytelling to build brand, so get interest, curiosity, and then reinforcement from a great product in terms of product market fit, so it fits their lifestyle. And then the third, the second question was, do I see the quality? The second question was, do I see the quality um, improving? Yes, we control our quality. So yes, we still need to scale, but we control that ability of how we're scaling, the amount mm -hmm. of time it takes to scale. Can we figure out different methods to scale? So the quality definitely has been stronger by us owning our factory than by giving it out to a third party. Now, you know, with that being said, you you do all the the creation of the product and the packaging, everything right there in your factory, correct? Everything. Well, we buy raw materials from other places and uh -huh. then we, we bring them in and then we make the product from A to Z here. 
Okay. So so basically you don't even have to like really I mean other than getting the uh raw materials, you don't really have to acquire like tons of effort from other companies to build this product. Only need contracts with suppliers. That's it. Yeah. Because they bring us the product and then we make everything here. So we rely on our own team, right? So our internal team of and then the machines working, obviously. That's the second thing. So let me ask you this, and, and, and this is a little personal. So how many people do you ha- have you hired to create? Because you were saying you were, you, were, you were putting out so many products a year. How many people do you have in the factory floor to create these every day? So we're a total team of 60 people in the okay. company. About 40 are in production throughout two different shifts. Okay. So – Every day, and I want to—I just try to get numbers. How many? How many of these bars? I think you already just said it, but how many bar these bars do you actually create a day? Like, it's like numbers-wise, how many bars you created? How many? How many go out the day that same day? So we, when we started, in August eighteenth, August twenty eighteen, we were producing in our condo kitchen. That's where we started eighty bars per day. That was the okay. maximum we were able to do. Today, we're doing about forty to forty-five thousand per day. Okay. That being said when this place is at full efficiency and full automation, we're at 95% automation, we can hit that to about 80 to 90,000 bars per day. Gotcha. So per 24 hour shift, per 24 hour, three shifts, 24 hours. Gotcha. So, so currently you are a man shift, but also it's automated as well. So it's not just like, it's like the humans are there to help man the machines, but it's basically an automated system. So you're able to run and do all this uh, well, fully automated. I mean, not fully, but you're able to k- keep up with demand. So it sounds like demand has been pretty high lately. It's like you're not you're, you're you were talking about how your social presence is doing well, your stories and stuff. It sounds like you guys are hitting your margins that you've been wanting to hit when you first started the company. Well, definitely no. We're yeah. So we're not at the margin we want to hit yet. We're getting there. We have a clear path to get to the margin we okay. we believe we can, and what would make the company very very strong cash business. Um, but that could that could take another two years to get there, a year and a half. Um, but we have had major improvements. You know, we've gone from negative fourteen percent gross margin right now to about forty two percent gross margin, and hopefully we can get to about sixty sixty one. Um, but that that takes time. Again, efficiencies kick in. You know, yep. buying power kicks in. Um, you know, autom- full automation will kick in. There's a lot of different things that levers that we could still pull to get there, but it's been a journey. So you know, I want to talk in the manufacturing side of things. You were saying how. You know, you basically had to create your own machines for this. Talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. What was the process of creating these machines? How, how did you go about that? Like, did you have to build and, and manufacture these machines to do it, or did you kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do when going into this? So, so when we built this company, when we start, when we start to automate this factory and build the factory out, my sister went to every engineer in the book. Yeah, most of them said it was not possible, but she ended up figuring it out how to do it, and. That, you know, even like when we first started, it was 70% automated when we ordered our first line of machinery, then we ordered more on top of that than on top. And we're still working to get to 100. We're at 95 now. But these are custom machines. They're not, they're not, you know, bar machines that were just purchased. Yeah. You know, these are custom, fully custom. So it's very difficult, you know, even learning how to use them, you know, making sure they're efficient, getting there is, is, has been a complete journey that has been very difficult and time consuming, hard and, and capital intensive, very capital intensive. Yeah, and and that's what things it's like that I think sets you apart. You were talking about how it, in today's, you know, manufacturing of new products, it's like if if Hershey or or like Mars were to do it now, they'd have to go a whole new route to keep up with you know the different demand and product. You know, 
I actually live in Pennsylvania. So Hershey's about an hour from me and I visited like the factory and stuff and I've seen it. And it's like, you know, it's, it's so cool to see that. And it's like, but it's another thing when you see another company going way out of line, like going totally at far right on this and like saying, hey, we want to create something totally unique, totally unique to the, um, to something that we, feel passionate about like healthy and it's good for you and and you can and you can eat it in the midday and you know I, you know i think about it and and you know hershey i love hershey chocolate and i haven't tried your chocolate i'm actually i'm it's on my list of things to order this this week but you know it's like you you look at you look at hershey and then you look at mars they've been in business for years and here you are coming in to shake up the industry to show people hey we have something different we have something that's going to benefit your health benefit your your cycle at work, benefit everything you do in your life. Uh, so, you know, I, you look at like, you know, Willy Wonka, you know, you, you say you're in modern day Willy Wonka, I want to use that term again. You know, Willy Wonka, you know, had Oompa Loompas and stuff and built his factory and he he built a unique brand to himself on his own. You know, it looks like you you three have come up with a unique brand on your own and you built it from the manufacturing side, from the development side, from every part and angle, you're not coming in using a product that's already being done before. You're coming with a whole new product, whole new line of, 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 of food. And the industry is like, has to adapt, you know, all the time. But it's like, you're coming in with something that I think is a beneficial food, food for people. I mean, it's chocolate, but it's healthy. So, um, sorry, I'm trying to make a question off of that. I don't think there was a question off of that. Um, Let's go into let's go into, you know, what was it, what was like before the company started. So, what were you guys doing before the company started? Like, what was your what was your was was this was this a plan? Like, you got out of college and this is what you want to do, or was this kind of like a hey, we really think there's a need for this kind of thing? Yeah, no. So the three of us were doing different businesses before in the past. My brother alone was in software. Uh, my sister had a fashion business, and. I was throwing parties on college campuses and then selling clothing and pop-up shop experiences. So we were all doing our own thing. We've done, you know, each of us have done a decade of entrepreneurship previous to this and successes, failures, et cetera. Yeah. But when we started this business, my sister was making this as a, as a snack for a very long time for her husband, my brother-in-law as a hobby, because he wanted chocolate in the afternoon, a better for you chocolate snack. And she made this for like years before. And long story short, they were, they wanted to do a business together because they both left their businesses. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do, but they want food because food's both their passions. And then they basically realized that this product, the one they were making already every day in their house, was something that could be very, very, very powerful in terms of growing and, and have mass size because chocolate's a massive category. And then they read this report that dark chocolate was growing really, really big in, in terms of every year over year and that vegan proteins were growing very, very large year over year. So it, they were just making a baby of those two categories as growth mm -hmm. categories. And then they came to me and like, hey, we have this product. We're ready to launch it. We need your help to build the the hype, the noise, the yeah. community. And then we launched the company in August 2018 that we came together and it was history from there. So let me ask you this. What was – did you guys like kind of like when she was doing this in her house, in your apartment kind of thing, was she kind of like – giving this like samples out to people and they're like, wow, this is really good kind of thing. And people were like, you need to make this in a company. Was it like kind of like that? Cause I mean, you had to product test this, right? I mean, you can't, you didn't just start the company. You kind of like, I I'm assuming you had to like give out samples and stuff for people to try. Yeah, no, they were giving out samples at the beginning, but um, it wasn't in a business thought. It was just like, oh, people love this and people were requesting it yeah. like, all the time for her to make it. So they didn't think about it like a business. They were just like, oh, this is like a snack that we all like. Let's, let's keep making it. It's chocolate. It's a chocolate bar, chocolate yeah. square. And um. 
later they realized that, wow, that was actually our first customer base was all those people that tried it first. They were buying it right off when it came out because like, yo, this is amazing. I love it. Yeah. And uh, it took time to commercialize. It took eight months to commercialize this product, 69 trials. Um, oh, wow. until it was the right one to get it out. And again, till this day, we still re- we reiterate and iterate the, the, ref- the, ref- the formulation all the time to make it better, more efficient, higher quality, or how do we scale it? Yeah. Um, because it's different. You know, we're not making a typical Hershey bar here. That's, that's pretty easy to make, you know, shout out. They've done a great job building a brand over the last 70 years, Yeah. but you know, our product's extremely different. Like we are a functional chocolate bar. So you're getting a dark chocolate indulgence with high quality ingredients. Yeah has proteins, fibers, and keeps you full, but doesn't make you feel, you know, shitty. That's a very hard thing to do within the chocolate space because most of chocolate is high sugar and just chemicals, right? Artificial flavoring and stuff like that, natural flavors. Ours is real food ingredients. So it's very complex and innovative to make this product. Yeah. And that's why not you haven't seen on the market before. So where have you, okay, so you're, you're based in Canada currently, correct? Yes. So have you guys broadened your sales to the U.S. yet? Yes. Yeah, so we're available nationwide at Target. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're available at nationwide Target. We're in some, we're in five regions of Whole Foods, Sprouts nationwide, Fresh Time, Fresh Market, um, okay. and many other small chains, Wegmans, et cetera. But we are located in the refrigerated section. So that's where our product lives in the store. It's in the refrigerated section. We're also available on Amazon or our website. Okay. So, you know, I, I actually, there's a Wegmans not that far from here. So is that every Wegmans or just certain Wegmans or like, you know, cause I'm assuming it's global Wegmans, correct? It should be global over time right now. For some reason, it's only 37, which okay. it should be a hundred or plus whatever it is. But again, we're working on that. It's just, it, it takes some time. <laughs> well, see though, I just would really like to get my hands on it. Like if I can go out to the store up the road here and just try it out, like that would be like really cool. Cause then I could also like taste the product and like, not just like interview the guy who's like behind the personality. Like I want to get, I want to get a taste of this. Like I I've been like meaning to order it the last couple of days. It's just been hectic. Life is hit. Um, you know, I, I, I want to touch base on something, you know, you were talking about how they, you know, they slap a gluten-free label on everything or like, Hey, it's like, you know, kosher kind of thing. You know, you look, you look at these companies making these products and it's not just candy companies. It's every company like, well, if we just do it a certain way and then slap a, Hey, it's healthy for it. You know, it's not really that healthy. Whereas you guys are actually going and getting, you know, great ingredients that are healthy, you know, and you, and you have been as a person now, I have been showing the process of how it's being made. And I've been watching your videos. I've been ch- checking in. It's like, it actually looks like there's actually a whole, like, some of these companies don't want to show how it's made because they don't want to release the, hey, it's not really healthy for you. We're just selling a product. You know, you guys are actually showing that, hey, we are putting our hearts and souls and actually good product into this this material that you're eating. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, I, we are about to finish the show, but, you know, I have one more question. When you uh, when you started, you know, being the personality, when you were the, you know, running around doing all the uh, the the stories and stuff, you know, and watching people react to it, you know, were you seeing like the the increase in like, hey, this is this is something like when people's responses, I'm sure you get emails and messages. Were you seeing like the responses like when you first started in 2018 to now, like the how people are like interacting with it and like saying, hey, this is a good product. Yeah, it took time. Listen, you know, when you're out there putting out your whole lifestyle, your whole lifestyle on camera on social media, you're a little nervous. You know, people people see a side of you that they may not have seen in the past, but it's authentic. You know, you start getting a little worried, you feel a little insecure at times. 
Um, but now it's like so normal and like people know us and see us and love it. And the brand is, you know, sold millions of bars, you know, in terms of like, you know, we're, we're in 4,500 stores, like, you know, yeah. we're multinational at this point, two countries, um, Canada and United States. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty surreal to be honest with you. Like it's been four years of just absolute chaos. And, you know, we have fans, we have customers that buy the product every day. Um, yeah. You know, so it's really a surreal feeling to be able to do it, building a consumer facing product that is recognizable, that has, that is going to try to become an iconic brand is one of the hardest things to do in the world because you have to change habits of the consumer. You have to educate, you have to get them entertained. Yep. And um, I think that we're on our way to do it. You know, we want to be a new version of, of, of a chocolate conglomerate. We want to be the next big one. We want to be the next one to stand tall on that, on that hill, but in the better for you side. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey and, and uh, being the personality, you know, you get a lot of attention, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, a lot of spotlight, a lot of media, a lot of, TV, radio, this, that, articles. So your your lifestyle gets a little changed, but you know you got to stay true to who you are and what you believe in, and and not just chase virality and chase um, attention, but chase the true story. What is the real story, and share that story. Yep. Well, I am so thankful you got to go on the show today. I'm I'm glad we got to do this. I know I was uh, telling you before the show I was a little under the weather the last couple of days, so I'm glad we were able to do this. You know, I I this product is something that I, I think that is going to go far. And I really am looking forward to seeing what you guys do. And I really want to see you guys on the next level. Like as far as chocolate companies go, I want to see that. Like, I'm going to keep following you guys. I'm going to keep up to date. I want to see that happen. So, uh, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, for those interested, uh, Jake's, um, interview, it'll be available hopefully on Tuesday. So you're, if you're listening to this, this was aired, this was recorded Monday, but it should be on Tuesday, uh, as well as all his information, as well as Midday Square's website, where you can buy the product will be on our website at www.ittechtalkpodcast.com. You can reach out to Jake there if you have any questions regarding the brand. Um, I'm sure he'd love to answer them. Uh, his information and as well as the brand information will be on there. So please check them out. Please give them a follow on LinkedIn or wherever they're, wherever you can find them. Give them a link, give them a follow as well as purchase some product. Like I'm going to go out this week and get some and I'm going to give Jake my honest review of the product this week whenever I pick some up. So it's Jake, again, thank you so much for coming on. It's in the refrigerator. Remember that. And, and yes. Grab the number one sellers, the peanut butter right now, peanut butter and cookie dough just launched on our website. And that is the number one in terms of uh, internal feedback so far. But um, yeah, let us know what you think. And uh, if you if I add me on LinkedIn, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. And uh, appreciate you having me. Yeah, no, Jake, the honor is mine. I, I really enjoyed having you and I look forward to seeing what the company does in the next few years. Thanks, Joel. You're welcome.